Settle down, settle down, ladies and gentlemen. Settle down, settle down, settle down. And I hope you all enjoyed that last act. And now it brings me great pleasure to introduce our main event. Uh, he's been called the comedic caterpillar, a nickname that some say that he started himself. He's softer than a basket of kittens, and he may or may not have tongue-punched Fuji's fart box on occasion. Please give a warm welcome to the Copenhagen Cowboy. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I thought I'd come on today and uh, give my thoughts on a few of the managers that have been uh, been making their way around the league and been, been taking part in this process for the last few years. I was tight on time. So I could only pick six managers to fuck around with. And for those six managers, I decided to give myself a little bit of time to think, a little bit of time to prepare, to create a roast, a meaningful roast for these fine, young, old, disgusting men. First, we're going to start with Andre, the hard-ons. Another year and another bottom-of-the-league performance from the hard-ons. My father always said that it's not the size of the wand, but the magic it produces. For Andre's sake, I hope he is correct, because the only thing that's getting hard is looking at the draft board year after year. <laughs> I'd like to accompany a quote with that. It is hard to fail, but it is worse than I've ever tried to succeed. Theodore Roosevelt speaks a lot about you, Andre. Wisey, the grab stiddy schmamrocks. Happy birthday, buddy. Congrats on making it to 40. You're getting older now, so it's time to grease those wheels and get some DW40 on those kneecaps. Your transformation from the day I met you has been remarkable. You have put in the work and turned yourself into a tight end one on Super Bowl Sundays. Next up to peak performance, steroids. I know a guy who can help you out. They call him the Flying V, and he just fucked your playoff hopes. Happy birthday, buddy. Here's a quote for you, Wisey. 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. That's Mark Twain. My good friend, Matt Fuji, the young ho Fujis. This dwarf of Dundonald is one of my dearest friends. It's not your great banter love of heavier woman, general lack of height, and thinning hairline that I admire the most. It's your dedication to being successful. I can see it right now as you embark on your CPA. It's clear you've been crunching numbers ever since you were in your Nono's Japanese nutsack. Why so? Well, you clearly did the math when you sent me Devontae Adams, Nicholas give me a chub, and DeAndre's dick so swift. For DJ Don't Play Shark and Chris Nonies Carson. Cheers, mate. This is for you, Fuji. It was a quote by a great author named C.S. Lewis. Friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another, What? You too? I thought I was the only one. Keep that in mind. And now to the commish. James Dowdle. The commish. 
despite your love of strong, useless, and inefficient rookies, you have found a way to escape the toilet bowl prison. I have one question for you, though, Kamish. Does a bear shit in the woods? Yeah. Well, the bears of the PMFL do. And I love when they shit on your decision-making to manipulate the rules in your favor. Just remember, though, a wise man named Ander Gide once said, it is better to be hated for what you are than to be loved for what you are not. Tanner, on to you, quads. The king of froggies, the pioneer of froggy style, a real trailblazer of his generation. Having said that, the froggy man himself just got froggied by the heartless Andres, the dickless dummies, the slap dick shut it down superintendent. That calls for a time of reflection, time to look in the mirror, or a time to slot six Russian Siberians and puke your guts out. <laughs> Let me know if you need it, Tim. They're the best served at negative 12 degrees and it'll cost you $32.99. Here's a quote for you, Tanner. A cybo served on ice is like a night on the piss. You're fucked for hours and you wish you were back on your mama's tit. That quote was from Carlo Basso. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And last but not least, we have the Tokyo Titans. Best of luck the rest of the season. You're married now. You're getting older, and your soft ass probably looks like it's melting. Having said that, I still love you. And I'll be able to get over those clear deficiencies if you let me beat you in the playoffs. Best of luck, you sweet, strong titan. And the last quote of the day from A.A. Milne, also known as Andre Andre Milne. If you live to be 100, I want to live to be 100 minus one day. So I never have to live without you. Aww. I love Tokyo. Settle down, everyone. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Fucking settle down. And as for the rest of you, sorry fucks. You didn't think we'd forget the rest of you, did you? Cold hustlers, skunkle squad, primos, picks, helmet boppers, nacho man, Randy sausage. Well, guess what? We got a roast for each of you as well let's start with those cold hustlers and man oh man they're really taking the name seriously this year the 2020 pmfl season has been ghosted harder by the cold hustlers this year than the last 20 girls he's messaged on tinder you are a former champ so i do got to give you that but then at the same time all the other former champs are taken off to the dance while you sit at home stroking your dick with your hand skunkle squad fuck boys i don't know what smells worse the skunk's QB room or his ass after an all-you-can-eat shrimp buffet for $4.99. The guy hasn't started the right QB since Nom, and we'll see how it turns out for him. He's got more fab left in week 12 than Wisey had before the season even started, and there's not been a single $36 bid on Jimmy Donut Graham this year. I don't know whether it's self-control or if this guy's just sucked back too much paint thinner on the construction site, but either way, he's onto the playoffs and looking better than those other chumps in the toilet bowl. Primo's picks. Lucky, lucky, Primo P. I'm going to have to disagree. Your luck sucks this year. Primo's picks 2020 season reminds me of Donald Trump's second term in office. It never really got started. Still, look on the bright side. It's virtually impossible to be worse than the hard-ons. So even with your luck this year, 
you'll be watching Andre get an ass tat come draft day, which will leave you time to focus on more important things uh, like actually drafting a team, which isn't harder to look at than Fuji's face. On to the helmet boppers. How about them Gorzygate bopper bags? All that experience in the toilet bowls have finally paid off. You made it to the dance. Not sure if he really knows what to do from here on out, though. Let's hope he's not the kid that dresses up in a suit and tie for his grade 8 rec dance and then ends up standing in the corner all night ordering 25-cent candy bags and sun-ripe juice cartons. Time will tell. Do the boppers have it in them? Nacho Man Randy Sausage, the Nacho Man Guap Daddy Sausage. Didn't think we'd be seeing you in the toilet bowl again, but just like Tanner jerking off every day on the dot at 7.30 p.m., you can always count on those sausages to either be puking on draft day or swimming their way out of the toilet bowl. There is no way he can lose back-to-back years, right? Two ass tattoos, right? Regardless, between Derek Henry running for 300 yards a game and the fact that the hard-ons are in the toilet bowl, I do not expect this to be a question that needs answering. We'll see what ends up happening. Good evening, dirtbags and dickholes, to episode 12 of your favorite podcast, coming at you actually several hours after we record, because in reality, we're not live. I have to edit and trim things like Mr. Hungry getting fucked by a panda bear every now and then, so it's not actually live, strictly speaking. Uh, Speaking of Mr. Hungry, he's here with me again, willing to squirt out another podcast after getting froggy down by the woeful hard-ons. Give it up for Mr. Hungry. I don't deserve any applause this week. Um, I've done an unspeakable thing, and I've given up the second W of the year to the hard-ons. That is true, but at the same time, mad respect to the reigning champ for tossing a fucking bone to those woeful hard hard ones, as Blake likes to call them. You can't win them all. This isn't 2019, so we'll give you a break. And speaking of winning it all, how about winning just one? That's what four franchises are looking to do after we had a testicle-blasting five-team secure a playoff spot today with the conclusion of the Ravens-Steelers game. Yeah, the Sweaty Grinders, the Skunkle Squad, the Helmet Boppers, the Copenhagen Football Cowboys, and the Young Ho Fuges all suit up, all shine their shoes, and all practice their salsa as they have booked a ticket to the dance. What a time to be alive, boys. And while there's the good, there's also the bad, and then there's the Andre. As the Cold Hustlers, Nacho Man, Randy Sausages, and Primo's Picks all lose in Week 12, joining the stale urinal hard-on cake, albeit who did get a little juice squirted into him after the upset victory over Mr. Hungry last week. Ultimately, though, to compete for the biggest loser, the diarrhea shit mix, the toilet bowl, they're all in there. Honestly, I don't know what I'm more excited about this year. The playoffs or watching the uh, the combatants swirl around the bowl. Nothing beats a good toilet bowl matchup. And I got to say, if we can get a big Zoom call on week 15 to watch the toilet bowl live, nothing would make me happier. But joining us tonight, he is the Clit Eastwood of the PMFL, the Sheriff Stiff Woody, or as some call him, Deadwood Dick. The darndest, rootinest, tootinest cowboy in these parts, winning his past three games straight. Please give it up for the 2017 PMFL champ, the Copenhagen Cowboy, or as we like to call him on the podcast, Dirty Bass. 
What's going on, fellas? Thank you for having me. Bass, thanks for your time. I'm finally, happy- finally corralled you onto the pod. Oh, I'm happy to be <laughs> back. I've just done a, an absolute life sentence of Wednesday night dance education classes for my <laughs> for my graduate diploma. You've yeah. been practicing for the dance all season, eh? Fuck, what's oh, going yeah. on? You know, <laughs> got a leg up. I was a little rusty come the, the early doors, the early weeks, but now I'm flying. Yeah, <laughs> We're happy to have you on, man. It's I'm been bad. a while. Oh, I know it has. I lo- You know what? I love the podcast. I just love being a part of it. It's good entertainment, good fun. And you know what? It's just, it's good fucking around with some football, right? That's it's, right. It certainly is. Fucking Wednesday, tune it in. I, I think I missed you almost as much as that froggy fucker Fuge. And I feel like you guys have been scheduling poon suckback sessions every Wednesday night because it has been impossible to get you on. Yeah, we're we're actually dating. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. Uh, is, the, truth, uh, the truth comes out. Is it like um, mutual or... Is he like, is he, is he blackmailing you? Like, how do you score that? (laughs) Everyone likes to get their back walked on every once in a while. (laughs) He's a great masseuse. (laughs) Happy endings galore. Not surprised. Not one bit. Pods off to a rock and start. Fuji gives great happy endings. (laughs) With a smile on his face. (laughs) <laughs> question right out of the gate for you bass heading into week 13 are you the vegas favorite to win it all this year uh i don't think so i think i think just this week coming up right now is a big week for jockeying because there's so many of us within one game from like third to eighth anyone can really move around i feel like i if i can win this week I have a chance. Um, if I lose this week, I hope I face Wisey after he lost Fuller because that's really going to affect him, I think, with, with Fuller out and and Watson as a QB. But so I, there's, a, there's a way then that you could even end up at eighth place. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, there is a way. So, like, for me, I'm just – I'm I hope I win so that I can get in that 3-4 spot because I got – for points four, I'm right up there. I'm just now that I've gotten in, it was like I was regretting that trade for a while because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to get into the playoffs. But now that I'm in, like now is where I truly believe that that trade with Fuji is going to pay dividends, hopefully. Yeah. If, I didn't, if, if, if Prescott didn't get injured, I would honestly say I think I could walk to the finals. I, th- I think, too, that that trade may have ultimately benefited Fuji's. I know he got DJ Chark, who hasn't been great, but he was able to move some of those pieces like Carson. I think for Carson, he was able to return Antonio Gibson, uh, Mike Evans. So, like, he, from that trade, stimulated a whole movement throughout the PMFL. And yeah. I think, ultimately, you two are both in the finals, or in the in the playoffs, at least. And, yeah, it's – but what a, what a time for you to be heating up, though, back-to-back. Ten dollar totally. weekly prizes. Yeah, twenty bucks. Oh, a lot of lunch money there. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Gibson was my player too. I traded Gibson for because I had to trade for my sixth tight end of the year after you, <laughs> after you you gave me Tyler Higby, 
Hey man, Freeman wasn't much better. Yeah, I trade <laughs> that trade. I trade for Higby and I trade for Mark Andrews two days later. I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I got really. But you know what? Even that trade, like I'm okay with that trade because I got Andrews and Robert Woods, who like Andrews wasn't great the first two weeks I got him, but now that um, now that um, oh, what's his nuts got uh, got in? Oh, who am I thinking of right now? I'm drawing a blank. The another blank. tight end? No, Andrews is is he's getting an uptick in targets now because somebody got hurt. Oh, um, nobody got hurt. Just the whole Boyle, team got Boyle, COVID. Boyle got hurt. There I am. Ah, oh, there you go. Tight end. So <laughs> so now Andrews getting an uptick in targets. He's looking good again the last two weeks before he got COVID, and um and Robert Woods has actually been really good. He's come back home. Bobby Big Dick Woods is just, he's in familiar territory. He's back where he belongs. Back where he belongs. So, I mean, it hurts giving up Antonio Gibson, but on on the other side of it, I got Swift from Fuji thinking that Swift could turn into something. And, I mean, despite the concussion, he looks like he's going to kind of take over that job as the as the season comes to an end. Yeah, I got to ma- I gotta say, it makes me sick that I drafted about six rookie running backs and the two that look like they might be the best, Antonio Gibson and DeAndre Swift, those are the two that I managed to miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both like Gibson looks unbelievable. Yeah, he was playing against the Cowboys, so maybe take it with a grain of salt. But if he can keep that pace up, I mean, Washington's not always going to be in a positive game script, so they're going to come up against better offenses than the cowgirls yeah but you know what's scary is like the past like three four weeks he's been like so efficient putting up massive points and he's not even really catching the ball yet and he was a wide receiver in most of college like like he's gonna guy, he's gonna be a high number one gonna be a pick next year pick yeah. Next year. yeah like if that true. guy starts catching the ball it's gonna be it's gonna be scary mm-hmm. washington needs a player like that they haven't really i mean scary terry is he's a stud but uh, you can find, like, with Christian McCaffrey last year when uh, – who was it? Kyle Allen playing quarterback. Like, if yeah. you've got a good good running back, you can still have day-to-day fantasy weeks or big fantasy weeks, week in, week out, even without a good quarterback. So, I think Antonio Gibson could be on the radar for a lot of teams and Fuji may have got him on the cheap. Yeah. Maybe a trade that the Dr. Fab regrets. Happy birthday, Dr. Fab. But uh, we'll get into that later. Happy should we dive into some recaps here? Sorry, yeah, that's what you're gonna say. I was gonna say I honestly do believe uh, the Redskins, if they have get a quarterback, like a like semi fucking quarterback. The who's the who skins? The, oh, <laughs> yeah, the Washington football team. <laughs> that's right. I named them. They asked me for the name. I said let's call them the football team. If the Washington football team got a decent quarterback, they would be the best. Is that too far of a stretch? Do you think that's too far of a stretch? Ah. Would... Like, I, I honestly, I truly believe that. You think they'd be the best team? Yeah, in that division, yeah. I think. Oh, in the division. I thought you were saying in the NFL. No, 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 in that division. <laughs> like, and that division, like, I'm talking that division when they're at their best. Like, Dallas is, is missing a ton of pieces. Eagles are missing a ton of pieces. I honestly do believe Washington, if they had a good quarterback. I mean, their defense is, is good. Their defense is solid. Their pass rush is mm-hmm. good. 
They have so a, what, they have what would, wide receiver. What would you what would you classify as being a good wide receiver? Like who would they need that plays for another team that that would be able to get them to NFC East like, champ? Like quarterback level? Yeah. Like, like one quarterback talking, from another like, team. I'm not even talking like elite elite. Like where would you fit? So for instance, where would you fit um Dak Prescott in terms of NFL quarterbacks? Uh he's probably I would say top seven. Yeah, I think even in the category after that, they'd be very good. But I, I would say if they had a Dak Prescott, if they had like a capable quarterback, they would be a very good team. Yeah, and yeah, they're looking it. like they might – sorry, Tanner, go ahead. Oh, I could say I could see it. Yeah, they definitely have a good defense. Um, and, yeah, their offense is – all they're really missing is a quarterback that's consistent, can run the ball as well. Totally. Alex Smith cannot run the ball. He had to watch film of Philip Rivers just to learn how to play quarterback without moving. But I think we, I think you got to give Alex Smith a little credit. He had to learn how to walk again, not not even run. But you know what? It goes to show you, like he is so good at game management. Like it's yeah. rid- it's ridiculous. Like just like that that ability to like manage the game and make good decisions all the time, like. Even my quarterback Carson Wentz, I'm like watching it. I'm like, this guy is a absolute n- nightmare. Right? <laughs> I honestly, can I tell you something? I didn't think I was going to win that game after the first quarter. I was like, oh my god, he's not even going to get nine points. Let's get into your game. Taking down those fucking Tokyo Titans. That was uh, I didn't see it coming, but gigantoid matchup. Uh, two heavyweight PMFL favorites going into the Daunts. Two teams that are no stranger to each other. I think you guys have played four times in the past two years, played each other in the playoffs, and there might even be a fifth time. Who knows? You, perhaps the Voodoo's finally caught up to the Titans. Maybe the Voodoo needs to be redirected. I don't know. But uh, what mm-hmm. I do know, Cowboys are not a team that you want to face in the playoffs as they take down 2020's top dog by 12 points, 142 to 129. Yeah, yeah I, I, go ahead, Bass. I feel I feel good. Like the only the only thing that I'm nervous about is I got somehow Drew Brees ended up on the waivers, and if I can get through the first round and get Drew Brees in there, and have like a quarterback that I know is probably going to get me around 20 points and some consistency, I feel I feel good. I mean, Nick Chubb has been absolutely electric since he came back. Um. Zeke is the only other play. Like, who would have thought, eh? After mm-hmm. week five, that we're going like Zeke is the problem on my team. Yeah, crazy year. Two point four points this week, but um, Devonte Adams is ridiculous. Nick Chubb ridiculous, and uh, the team they're they're getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, what's your other than Zeke? I mean, when somehow manages 20 points, I don't know how he did That's that. what I was going to say. Like, man alive, how did that guy get to 20 points in that football game? That, well, that Hail Mary. Hail Mary, Richard Right, Rogers. right. That was the one. Yep. Um, he was at 13. He was at 13 before that. Because I can't get that play out of my head where he, he – they got man all across the board in the end zone, and he throws like a direct pass to the DB nowhere near <laughs> – Goddard or whoever, arrowed, yeah, arrow to the other. That team. was a shocking play. Like I was like, wow, 
Can you imagine if there was like a new fantasy implication rule where if your quarterback wins the game, they get an extra three points. If they lose the game, minus three. Oh my God. That'd be stressful. It'd be stressful, but I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, we'll have to just, we'll, we'll make another poll. That'd be way too hard to manage every week. We already have too much shit on our hands. <laughs> Yo, uh, down week from Zeke, though, and you still managed to pull this shit off. I got to ask, other than Zeke and Carson Wentz going into the playoffs, what's your biggest concern? Obviously, you would say Zeke. Obviously, you'd say Wentz. Outside of those two players, biggest concern? Um, Biggest concern, probably Godwin, to be honest, just because I have no idea what Brady's going to do every week. I have no idea which receivers it's going to, like that Antonio Brown. You should ask pickup. Dallas, actually. Dallas is really good at predicting what Brady's going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he manages not to play him every week. He has a good fantasy output. Yeah, so whatever Dallas tells you to do, do the opposite thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he also doesn't listen to the pod, has been confirmed from last week's. Uh, we, we had a special segment where we were just ripping him for a few minutes to see if he listens or not, and we didn't get any messages in the PMFL chat. So I messaged him today, and he told me that he was behind a week. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> convenient. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that um, I've, I've done my homework in terms of the matchups, in terms of the, the players that I want to have. Like, Obviously, we know some players are matchup proof. Like, got our Adams is matchup proof. Um, even I would say Chubb, if he's on his days, matchup proof. But uh, like Robert Woods, you look at his end of season schedule; it's phenomenal. So, like when when YZ offered me that trade, I look at end of season matchups. He's got the New York. Uh, he's got New England, which should be fine. New York Jets, and then Seattle. Week fit so 15, 16, New York Jets, Seattle. I got David Montgomery, and I was like, okay, I just need to wait till end of season. He's got in week 14, 15, 16, 16, he's got Houston, Minnesota, Jacksonville. So I'm going, okay, that's tasty. When I traded for Nick Chubb, I look his end of season schedule. Yes, he's got Baltimore week 14. I don't know if Baltimore's defense is the Baltimore defense that is as scary as it used to be. He's got New York Giants week 15, New York Jets week 16. I got Chris Godwin, end of season schedule. Week 14, he's got Minnesota. Week 15, he's got Atlanta. Week 16, he's got Detroit. Okay, that's juicy. I got Devontae Adams. I look at end of season schedule. He's got Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee. Juicy. Wow. So We heard it so- here first. I mean, like... You know, Vegas is lining this, and uh, you know what they say about jigses? What do they say? <laughs> what does who say? <laughs> well, I don't know. You said what do they – you know what they say. The Cowboys, <laughs> though, they take this one, pulling off the upset, take down those <laughs> Titans, 142 to 129. Uh, over for those Titans, though, Camara. His worst game of the year, 25 points from Latavius Murray on the Titans bench. Kamara manages just 5.7 points. It's a tough week for the Titans. I can't say that we've seen many of those. And uh, his general manager, I mean, he had Herbert on the bench. He had newly acquired Alan Lazard on the bench. He had Jamal Williams going for 20 or sorry, 
10 points on the bench. There was a few things that the Titans could have done to win, but uh, all in all, we, uh, we tuned in and the general manager, the owner of the Tokyo to- Titans franchise had uh, this to say. This is Philip of the Tokyo Titans, the number one scoring team in the league. Although I am fresh off a loss to Carlo Wentz, but you know, nothing really matters until the Dons, which I booked my ticket to feeling really good because I am going to be a father pretty soon. So that is the joy of my life. Nothing matters more in life, but tell you what would feel pretty good to be a father and a champion at the same time. Let's go Titans. All I heard from that is that I think that what Philly wants to do is birth his child or have his wife birth the child with the PMFL trophy in his arms. (laughs) <laughs> Holy fuck, what a picture that would be. <laughs> Did he just say he's excited to have a kid? He's, it sounds like he's definitely excited to have a kid. No, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> we're happy for you, Phil. Congrats. Congrats, buddy. And it honestly, it, it might be coming up like right around championship week. So if we can some, if he was to pull off the win here, and who knows, maybe he's he's tugging on the heartstrings and maybe just hoping somebody plays the wrong player to get both. Don't fall for it, but I'm just saying if it happens, we got to make sure that we get that trophy down to the hospital stat so that he's able – he's like in the birth room and it's like your, your son is going to be born in the next 10 minutes. Then we're on the phone with Philly. We're like fucking PMFL trophies outside in five. <laughs> <laughs> What's the kid's name? Lombardi. <laughs> oh, man. That's Lomb- rich. Lombardi Vukadinovic. <laughs> A very European name. <laughs> All right. That covers the Cowboys and the Titans. Where are we taking this thing to next? I want to get it over with. So we're going to go talk about my matchup. Um or maybe we'll, we'll call it Andre's matchup since he kind of got the best of me here. Uh, the hard-ons defeated me. Did, didn't break 100, but nor did I. Uh, 99 to a measly 80 points for the How Hungry Are Yous. Bro, I think that you've been reading too much of that hard-on football fantasy football guidebook because you beat Andre at his own game here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got my copy in the mail, immediately ripped it open and started turning pages, and this is the result. <laughs> Dude, the hard-on football, fantasy football guidebook is the Jumanji to board games. You cannot touch that thing with a six-foot dick. (laughs) That thing will ruin your year. Bro, this was 80 points. I mean, going into the playoffs, I know you didn't have Lamar, but Lamar has been playing good. Like, where did it go wrong here? Um, My team's a fucking dumpster fire. Um, (laughs) You're in third place. Yeah, I know, which is the sick thing, though. It's like it's like Carlos fired up because his team is turning around at the right time. My team is going the wrong direction fast at the wrong time of the year. Um, yeah, Lamar had COVID, whatever. Like, Lamar hasn't been playing that well anyway. Um, I'm hoping that he, uh, he uh, gets through his bout with the vid and comes back stronger than ever somehow and puts on a, a show in the playoffs. We'll see. Um, and that's pretty much, yeah, my only my only real hope of of proceeding past the first round of the playoffs, I would say, is if um, Lamar Jackson comes back from the COVID in 2019 form. 
Uh, Puke, things are <laughs> things are not looking good over here. Puke Johnson was your best player this week. Okay, dude, this was fucking disgusting. So <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, uh, American Thanksgiving, right? There's football on. I'm I'm on my work laptop there reading emails. I got a notey on my phone. It's like holy shit, there's football on right now. Um, Puke puts up a 15.5 spot. I'm loving that. Afternoon game comes around. Terry McLaurin, uh, bonafide wide receiver one this guy's consistent as all i'll get out so i got two double digit spots after the thursday nighter and like an already higher projection projection than andre and i'm pretty much i go into full autopilot and i'm like yeah this should be fine um no yeah got a little complacent <laughs> there and got absolutely burned i don't you know I, you know it's been concerning tyler lockett yeah that is um Quite a big concern. It seems to be the DK show over there. Um, I mean, I might need to get lucky in the playoffs and, you know, have DK get hit by a car or something. No, um, no, 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 no. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you see, I'm, I'm sick watching those those Seahawks games and they talk about the broadcast about how DK is just pumping iron all the time and Tyler Lockett <laughs> wants to write poetry or whatever. You guys hear that? <laughs> yeah, that was so yeah. funny. That made me <laughs> fucking <laughs> ill. So, Lockett's right in the haikus. <laughs> That's where I stand on Lockett, this soft ass motherfucker. So, like, yeah, it seems like Lockett has other interests aside from football. Oh, makes it, fuck makes me. it seem like he's not even fucking committed to playing football. I might have turned the game off at that point, to be honest. They're like, he's an artist. They let him be. He's an artist. <laughs> Holy DK, shit. DK, he's all business, but Lockett after the game will go and write poetry and listen to music. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. I mean, like, the Monday night crew is better than Booger was. Like, fucking God help me, they're better than Booger, but they're still pretty bad. Yeah, let me actually continue my, my rant on other things that are pretty bad. Um, Travis Fulgham of the Eagles, he was the hottest thing in town um, going up until week eight. I don't know if you were actually serious about that trade offer that we discussed briefly, James, but I wish I had done that, clearly. Um, I forget what that offer was. I fired so many of them out there. You were considering trading me CEH for Fulgham? Oh, see, that's why the fantasy gods shined down on me. They said nobody's going to offer you anything decent for CEH. Yep, and I was like, Fulgham's the hottest thing in town. This guy's 12 to 16 a week. Um, yeah, he's fallen off a cliff. Absolutely stinks. I think it's not him, though. It's his quarterback. I think um, it might also have something to do with the coaching. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Doug, <laughs> Doug Peterson. Um, Jamison Crowder, uh, he's a jet, so I kind of forgot about that. I, I used to toot his horn and say, yeah, this guy's a target machine. Ever since I said that, the guy's got like nine targets in three games. Poop. Um, yeah, my team sucks. Um, I think if I was out of the playoffs, I'd be, I might even be sweating a bit this year, to be honest. Because, I mean, I don't even know if the Panthers are going to play McCaffrey after the bye. Like, is, what is their team? What is their record right now? It's not good. They've lost five straight. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why they would risk McCaffrey's health. So, I think uh, I'm not getting pieces back. Uh, I'm going to need, basically, a lot of injuries, and you can't predict injuries. So, yeah, my team's in shambles. This year's a write-off. Uh, I will be passing the trophy on to another team this year. Wow. Ye of little faith. Hey, I mean, it's uh, something about jinxes on the pod and reverse psychology. I'm doing my best here. 
Cat, I will say here, Sam Darnold's coming back. Sam Darnold loves him some Jameson Clam. <laughs> That's Crowder. true. That's okay. true. We're going to need all the stars to align is basically the conclusion here. Yeah. Well, it's not helping that Teddy Bridgewater's got one arm left after. Yeah. After last week. Nothing's helping. Um, it was a good run, though. You know, I was going to avoid kicking a dead horse while they were down and not mention the fact that out of the 18 players on your fantasy roster, you had 15 of them go for less than 10 points, but I'm not going to do that. Instead, how about them hard-ons? Fourth regular season win in the past two years, not including playoffs, because obviously Andre is 1-1 one and one in the toilet bowl over the last two years, and some might say that that is actually where he shines. But huge performances from A-Rod, Jarvis, Mr. Hungry, I got to ask, when did you know that this one was over? At what point did you actually say, okay, Andre's got me beat? Um, The week prior to our matchup, Andre was ranting about how terrible Jarvis Landry is at football. He says he's just bad. He's just bad at football. And he put up a 24 (laughs) spot. So that was the turning point. I knew I was done when that happened. (laughs) How about the fact, too, that Andre left tight end number one on the week, Mr. Tanyan on his bench. Didn't even start the, the best tight end, 15.2 points. Still Man, gets away. Okay. He's also been starting Jared Cook for an elongated period of time, and I think Jared Cook's gone for about one point in the last five weeks. Yeah, 3.1 in the last four, so not great from Jared Cook. Just the total total lack of just awareness from Andre though. Like it's he just, wins the matchup and we're still shredding oh. him. I love it. <laughs> I just don't like I just I don't know how he gets out of not being the toilet bowl I guess loser. Do we call him the champion? <laughs> champion. champion. I just don't I just don't see it. Like I even offered him a good trade for Aaron Rodgers, I think. I offered him a couple decent players. Well, you would. I mean, look at your quarterback situation. Yeah, and it's like, no, like, (laughs) A-Rod is my guy. All right, well, with that, we're going to tune in to what the owner of the Hard-Ons Shut It Down had to say about the statement of their franchise, and uh, let's tune in. Andre reporting from the ownership of the hard-ons franchise in a word you know my season can be summed up uh, as cursed what I've done you know to reflect on this season googled how to break a curse step one evaluate do you know what you've done to be cursed nope do you know for certain that you've been cursed feels like it you know do you know who cursed you I have my suspicions what kind of effects have the curse been having my players are suffering season-ending injuries year after year. So my season is a curse. And how I break it, I don't know yet, but I got to go to the drawing board in this offseason. Really, you know, maybe just seek out some bad mama jujus, maybe make a trip down to New Orleans, home of the voodoo magic itself, and pay my dues because I can't do this. I can't have these seasons year in and year out, and I'll be better next year, and I just need to dodge one game. One game at a time, we march. Hard on so it sounds like he's going to go down to New Orleans and take a bath with a witch doctor. 
You know what? Yeah. A, a thoughtful response. <laughs> That's probably his best bet. With that, the hard-ons may have been splashing around in the gas station shitter for the past 10 weeks, but they haven't been sitting idly. And what is perhaps the biggest upset since these same hard-ons took down the Copenhagen Cowboys in the 2018 playoffs on the back of Derrick Henry, the dead last, stiff dick, hard-on, shut-it-down team take down the clearly stuffed-up-the-ass Mr. Hungries by a score of 99 points to 80 points. Who do we have next? Boo. Um, we have... Uh, we're going to go over to the... Oh, that's that's that match. Uh, let's go Skunkle Squad up against the Nacho Man Randy G. Just... Congrats, Andre. Congrats, Andre. Skunkle Squad and the Nacho Man Randy Sausage. The skunks were not messing around this week, even with playing the wrong quarterback for the seventh consecutive week in a row, even with a donut from Jonu Smith, even with Miles Sanders and the Philly Eagles looking worse than the New York Jets. He had Tyree Kill, who exploded for the second best all-time fantasy performance ever, behind only Jamal Charles in 2013, both of them Kansas City Chiefs players, by coincidence. He locks in his ticket to the dance, sending the sausages to make out with a hard-on urinal cake in the toilet bowl. What do we think about this one? Yeah, I can't believe that 51 spot. I don't know. Have we ever seen a 50 spot in our uh, time during fantasy? I think Jamal Charles, that happened a few years prior to when we got going, right? I think that Derek Henry did it to be in the playoff. Will Fuller came pretty close two years ago. Mm. A couple bangers then. Hey, here's one thing that makes me fucking ill. Um, James White finally dropped him, um, and now he's the man over there. Yeah. Those the, uh, Patriots. And the Skugs are starting him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, if it makes you feel any better, he left a two rushing touchdown Adrian Peterson on his bench. Yeah, he still got the dub, so that doesn't make me feel any better. Um, say yes to Rojo this week. Rojo's been pretty much say yo to Rojo all season. I might have to shake Joey's hand and then shake the fucking skunkle stinky hand at next year's draft. But Bass, what do you think? Like these skunks, they're kind of a dark horse, you know, like they're a heavy hitter. They can they can put up points on any given week and just kind of explode. This was a week where they had Thielen on by or well, not on by. He had COVID. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, not available. I'm not sure what the reason was behind that. Adrian Peterson, he had 47 points on his bench this week, still played the wrong quarterback. Um, and not to mention that Tom Brady has had weeks where he's gone for like 43. Tannehill's had weeks where he's gone for 36. Tyreek Hill, 51. Like this is a team that given the right circumstances, they're actually capable, I, I think, of beating the Tokyo Titans, the Stab City Shamrocks, the Sweaty Grinders. Any how team hung- in the How hungry are you? The Copenhagen Cowboys. Like given the right circumstances, they are capable of beating anyone, I think. I do, I do agree. He's got a lot of boomer bust kind of players. Like even Jonu Smith, like he could go off for 20-plus points any weekend, right? We know Tannehill can bust out. Tyreek Hills, he's a freak. The guy's just so fast. And even like a guy like – I have no idea. The Eagle, Eagles stink. Sorry, I got the hiccups. It's absolutely just 
I don't think I've <laughs> picked up since I was seven years old. Uh, get it together, man. Perfect timing. <laughs> Lock it up. <laughs> oh, there it is. Anyways, Miles Sanders, the Eagles are like Carson Wentz. Looks like Uncle Rico in the fucking backyard. <laughs> and Miles Sanders gets six carries. <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So, like, at any point, it is scary because they'd be a team that I don't I don't want to face in the playoffs because they could bounce you one week. I don't think they're consistent enough to win it, but on any given week, they could they could bounce a good team. I think that's a good analysis. And I mean, looking at Miles Sanders' stats on that week, welcome to being an Eagles fan every single week. It has been a fucking piss poor season. I know you're a Cowboys fan, but at least you have your starting quarterback getting injured to blame it on. Yeah, but you also have a, a full offensive line injured. Yeah, we, but there's much. I mean, we've on Smith, Leal Collins, Travis Frederick retiring. Um, there's been Zach Martin just went down with an yeah. injury. Like yeah. the whole Cowboys line is pretty much gone too. Yeah, it's been it's been a, it's been hard watch. Honestly, it's been a real hard watch. I mean, it does feel like anytime you watch a Cowboys game, anytime you watch an Eagles game, it's just like, oh, all right, there goes another starter. There goes another left tackle. There goes another defensive end. There goes another middle linebacker. Yeah, there's another fumble by Zeke. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, speaking but, of teams that are boom or bust, I mean, these Nacho Man Randy Savage sausages, they got players that are like that too. You got Derrick Henry, who's boom or boom. Um, and I mean, guys like Melvin Gordon, when he's, um, playing sober, can put up a 20 spot. Um, I don't think, I don't think he was playing sober this week. He was not, which is part of the problem why he lost. (laughs) How happy are you guys that Derrick Henry is not, not in the playoffs? Oh, I think probably not as happy as you are after what happened in the 2018 playoffs. Do you see his playoff schedule? It's ridiculous. I can't say I'm taking a close look. Oh, I think it's like just it, I Jacksonville, think it's like Detroit, Green Bay. Yeah, it's, it's like go run for 900 yards a game, boy. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank God. God damn. No kidding. <laughs> yep. And, and to be honest, that's the reason why I do not see the sausages IT Kev repeating as the toilet bowl champion because having Derrick Henry in the playoffs – is a recipe for not losing. And I think he was missing him this year, but I, there's, or sorry, the previous year. And he still put up a great week. I mean, Derek, Derek Henry had 37.5 points. And without that Tyreek Hill performance, even if Tyreek Hill has 20 points, this is still a win for Kev. Mm-hmm. But looking at all of this, we had, uh, we dropped in on both owners of both franchises to see what they had to say. And so first we're going to drop in with the Skunkle squad and have a listen on what their owner says about the state of the franchise. There's been a lot of uh, chirping going around the PMFL about the Skunkle squad lately. You know, would they have been in fourth place rather than sixth? If I picked the right QB to start each week, possibly. Would I have not left 73 points on the bench? Maybe. 
But you know what? A lot of these comments are coming from the bottom of the barrel. So uh, have fun in the toilet bowl, boys. I'm off to the playoffs. Let's go. That is an owner that is clearly happy with the performance of his team. 140 points in week 12. Nothing to blow your nose at. Nothing to sniff your dick at, I believe has been said on the pod before. And uh, meanwhile, for the sausages, they're they're back in the toilet bowl playoffs for the second year in a row. That's got to be tough on just like the, the mental fatigue. Oh, yeah. Just a note on Dallas. I'm surprised he knew he made the playoffs out of boy. Well, it's a good thing that uh, Kev's got David Johnson for the playoffs. <laughs> Stonk. <laughs> he, had a good uh-huh. week. he had a good week, though. I mean, other than Derrick Henry, Gronkowski, 13, Curtis Samuel, 10, Brandon Cooks. And Brandon Cooks, honestly, is like he's a very enviable piece to have right now what with the will fuller suspension like you kind of want to have brandon cooks on your roster i think like his team's actually not not bad you can say that about almost any of the like obviously we're not talking about andre but like the primos picks the cold hustlers the sausages all three of those teams this was such a close year for the pmfl i know that it kind of got shit crazy with five teams clinching this week but it could have gone very differently. Like there's a lot of games that, you know, it's a it's a coin toss. Antonio Gibson doesn't score 34. Somehow the Cold Hustlers win that game, and we're looking at something completely different. So pretty much every team from one to eleven, minus the hard on. Sorry, Andre. That all of those teams are capable of winning any game, any given week. There's just some teams that have been luckier than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even Primo's picks gets Austin Eckler back. The guy had, what, 15 targets? In yeah, this crazy. game back? Yeah, like, what is this prison? Are you, like, in the long <laughs> <laughs> He's running like <laughs> Nel- Nelly out there. Yeah, the guy's getting 15 targets in a half-point PPR league. It's ridiculous. It's also crazy considering how successful Justin Herbert has been up to this point. And to all of a sudden say, okay, Eckler's back. Let's feed him 15 targets. Like, that's all coaching. And also, Anthony Lynn under serious fire after his mismanagement of the Los Angeles Chargers uh, timeouts in that game. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he pretty much lost him the game. You know what? The guy's guy's scrapping it out. That team's going to be – they're very close to being a very good team. They are. I got the pieces on both sides of the ball. Totally. With that, we will pick up on uh, a statement made by the owner of the Nacho Man, Randy Sausage. And um, I don't really know what he's saying, but maybe you guys will be able to fare better than I. But give it your best shot. Um, This was IT Kev on the state of his franchise. It appears the team sausage has snapped every slum them they could, but they couldn't avoid the Cheetos scoring as usual 50 you hot. Good luck, boys. And oh, yeah, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good luck. And uh, did someone say playoffs? That was the statement from Nacho Man Randy Sausage. Did he just get like stabbed prior to that recording? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He, he may have eaten an edible. 
I didn't know that they were actually owned by Randy Savage. That's wild. Um, yeah. So, um, Merry Christmas to you too in the future there, Kev. <laughs> we're a little ways away from Christmas. Um, that's a straight shout. That's all. That's all I got from that. He's <laughs> up. For the second year in a row, IT Kev is going to have to fight for his life as the Skunks fart out a playoff spot. Can he do more damage? We will see in two weeks' time as the Skunkle squad emerge victorious in a 140-123 to 123 battle for playoff contention. Who do we have next? Quick, can I have a quick question? Quick question here. Sorry, the hiccups are still going. What <laughs> happens if Kevin loses again? Uh, he have to show up naked? Well, I think then that it would be yourself picking one punishment and then whoever finishes in third place this year picking another punishment. Holy shit. Yeah, he would have a double punishment because there's no way that we could give the second punishment to someone else because that's not fair. So he's just got to show up naked. He might have to do that, yeah. But I don't with know. Some, like, Is that a punishment like on, on, on him or us? Because I don't know if I want IT Kev to show up to the draft naked. I'd laugh. <laughs> I'd laugh at first, but then by round 10, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> we're still we could put a sock on him. <laughs> we're, we're still we're still making him write his own picks on the draft board, <laughs> fucking walking in front of the rest of us. <laughs> oh, you're what a disaster that would be! <laughs> That'd be electric. The, ol- <laughs> the only way I, I, I hey, bass would that get you to the draft on time? <laughs> a naked a naked Carlos Hyde draft pick. <laughs> All he's wearing is a Carlos Hyde Cleveland's Brown Cleveland Browns jersey. Yeah, but it's like fishnet. <laughs> the only way I'd tolerate that is if IT Kev already has a PMFL tattoo on his ass. <laughs> I would stare at his ass all night if he has the PMFL tat upon one cheek. Well, maybe we just get him in some assless chops. <laughs> he Holy shit. Come. Let's move on. He could um, arrive to the draft on a stallion. Yeah, that's a great idea as well. Um, so moving on to the last. Is it the last? Nope. I think we have. No, I think more. we still got a couple more. Holy fuck. With only um, two front legs. The Where are we going next? Hicks had a bit of a tilly with the um, Stab City City birthday boy, Doctor Fabi Mubashabadubas. Um, that one was a one thirty eight to one hundred eight routing. Um, yeah, I mean the, the big difference here is in the quarterback play. Deshaun Watson putting up a thirty seven spot, whereas Joey's fill in Cam Newton only put up a measly four ball. Yeah, I got to say that's that's the entire difference. And, you know, looking at this, it's uh, lucky, lucky, Stab City Shamrocks. Happy birthday and happy first place. After so many seasons of missing the playoffs, you've earned this first place in the league this year. Congratulations, buddy. Happy first fucking birthday. It's not your first birthday, but it's your first fucking birthday at the top of the fucking PMFL standings. We'll see if you can hold on to it. Big week 13 coming up. Can you win one more game? I think the Stab City Shamrocks have won eight in a row, which is pretty crazy. That might actually be the second highest streak after yourself, Mr. Hungry, last year. 
mm-hmm. but either either way, the Stab City Shamrocks, they've guaranteed themselves either a first or second place finish uh, going into the Daunts. And uh, it all looks good until you realize that Will Fuller has been pumping himself full of fucking illegal steroids. Can't stay off the drugs. And now, not only has he lost Will Fuller, but Deshaun Watson is now taking a big hit. Not to mention, Delvin Cook has now been banged up with a bad ankle. Not to mention, he's got Darius Slayton, who he's kind of relying on as a flex player, who just went for zero points, who also just had Daniel Jones go down with an injury. Then you look at this Ahmed guy, who is the Miami running back, who kind of looked okay. Zero Ahmed. points. Uh, what is he in ice? <laughs> dude, they, they, it's no, 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 no. The, the commentators say all that. the commentators say Ahmed. They must have done their research. There's no way they're mispronouncing it and they're going with Ahmed. <laughs> no, that's like the that's like United States racism. There is, no, <laughs> there is if that's what it is, man, that is unbelievable. But I, I guarantee it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the comedy (laughs) of of that? If his name was actually pronounced like Ahmed and they they were just so ignorant. Oh my (laughs) god. That would blow my mind. There's no way. Maybe we should try and get him out of the podcast. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll shoot him a message on fucking Instagram, be like, yo, we want to get your story out. (laughs) (laughs) We need to talk. We have tens of thousands of viewers. <laughs> yeah. We we have just the platform. <laughs> how, about, how about Kendall Hinton? <laughs> Minus 2.78 <laughs> points. <laughs> He's like, Taysom Hill did it last week, so let's go with Hinton. Let's go with Hinton. He's throwing for 300 and four tutties. Holy shit. Yeah, what's amazing is that you look at the fact that Joey started two quarterbacks in his lineup this week and any other time in PMFL history, you start two quarterbacks and you're getting 30 points guaranteed 20 points minimum. He's got like one point. He started Cam Newton for 3.96 and this Hinton guy for two points minus 2.78 it's about one point total with two starting quarterbacks in his lineup. Uh, I don't bet on the promos picks. I don't bet on them to lose the bowl either. That's the other thing is like we talked about sausages. Don't think they're going to lose. I don't think the primos picks are going to lose the toilet bowl either. Well, not if they start Kendall Hinton. Yeah, I'm gonna take this practice squad wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, but he he played him as a flex wide receiver though, which I mean, I guess he's looking for boomer bust, and at this point in his season, like I kind of get it, but at the same time, really? like there, had, there's he, better options than minus two. He had Debo Samuel. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That's oh bad. my god, that's a tough look, like, Joey. Debo. Debo Samuel's like legit good. Yeah. Yep. Like, no and who who was the um was it Aaron Donald who was uh saying who is Debo Debo Samuel? Yeah. You guys see that? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was pretty funny after he pretty much froggied the Rams. That's a twenty point swing. If he had started Debo Samuel, he's up to one twenty eight. And then all you would need to do is start 
well, look no farther than Logan Thomas, the guy that I hate. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't believe Joey's getting in the chat talking talking up Logan Thomas, and he's rotting on his bench. Yeah, there's definitely ways that the Primos picks could have won this game, and they they would have needed to win out because I'm pretty sure that the Primos picks have a juicy matchup this week. Check real quick, but I'm pretty sure that if they had won that game, Primos picks would have been facing off against the Cold Hustlers for ninth place, so they could have won again. Potentially could have snuck into the playoffs at eighth place, but with the loss of Stab City Shamrocks is uh, is unfortunately not going to happen. Um, anyone else have anything to say on this matchup? Congrats to YZ. I know last year he he had a team that put up monster points for, and he didn't even make the the dash. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit of sweet justice redemption for him. year. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, we're going to tune in live now to the Stab City Shamrocks and hear what their owner and general manager has to say. It's Dr. Fab here with the Stab City Shamrocks, and we're in first place. But with $0 in Fab left and a wide receiver sent home, we might be in a little bit of trouble. Stay tuned. He's clearly happy, but he's clearly concerned. He's enjoying a birthday, but at the same time, how how long is he going to be able to celebrate for? Because, like he says, that's a big blow, and I can't imagine. Like it's it's like Bass. If if Devonte Adams just got told that he was done for the year for the fantasy playoffs, it's like for me. If DK Metcalf just got hit with the steroid use, done for the fantasy playoffs, it's a humongous blow. They should check on DK for that one. I, I mean, I mean, Will Fuller. What number four wide receiver? Number four. Like, and then how that impacts Watson? Is I thought long. he was five. I thought he was I, six. I'm pretty sure number four. Oh, I was talking about his name. Never mind. Oh, the flying <laughs> Emilio Estevez. <four. laughs> That's right. But yeah, he's like, this is, and then like Dalvin Cook, I watch him every week, every week. And the guy looks like he's going to get a season ending injury every week. Yeah. And then he like just crawls back on, on the field. It's kind of scary watching. I own him in another league and just like last game, like I, I've had Matt four four man bench. And I've still kept Madison in my bench, taking up one of those spots for the entire league because I just do not trust Delvin to stay healthy all year. And I nearly dropped him the week before. I'm sure he'll stay healthy for the rest of the playoffs. I like what you did there. Reverse jinx. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let's tune into those Primo's picks and hear what their GM and owner had to say about their state of the franchise. Primo's Peas hasn't been so lucky lately. The team is in shambles, uh, some horrible management decisions, and uh, we'll see you in week 15, hard-ons. It sounds like he's accepted his fate already. A little prepay action. Maybe, maybe the old reverse jinx, but regardless, the Stab Rocks cement themselves as contenders while being dealt heavy blows. Can they right the ship? The Primo's picks, meanwhile, cement themselves as a urinal cake, locking in a toilet bowl season as Stab City Shamrocks take this one in a 138 to 108 route. What do we have next? 
Who do we have next? I believe we have two more matchups. I think so. It's a good thing we don't yeah, have transactions because we're we're taking our sweet old time on this these ones. Yeah. The uh, sweaty grinders boppers. Did we rip that one? Not yet. Nope. Okay. Is the is uh? Let me do some quick maths here. And uh, not no. not the no. Not okay. The okay. Here. So the sweaty grinders, a froggy nonetheless, just not the. F O T W. Um, take out the boppers, one twenty six to eighty. Eighty points. The the brothers put up eighty points each this week. I didn't even notice that. I did. <laughs> um, yeah. So an absolute shellacking here. Um, who do you attribute that to, James? Given that you didn't really have a big week from uh, your stud quarterback Josh Allen there. Well, I mean, DK and AJ. That's more like it. If these two can figure out how to finish a game without dropping a pass, I might be able to win it all. And then you add in Chase Claypool, might be the best wide receiver triple stack in the PMFL. But um, before we even get into that discussion, I just want to say to the girls, can you drip, drip, drip for me, mommy? Can you drip, drip, drip for me, baby? I want to make you sweat and grind and sweat and grind and sweat, sweat and grind. I tell you what, we started the year and we lost. We lost the first game. And then we came out for the second game. And we lost the second game. Then we came out for the third game. And well, we lost that one as well. And then what did we do? I'll tell you what we did. We won six of our next eight games in the 2020 sweat grinders join only the 2018 primos picks as the only two teams to start the year round three year and make the playoffs knock on wood if you're with the 2020 sweaty grinders oh and three baby we started the year and we fucking came back and we are locked in at the playoffs fuck yeah it feels good to say that we could finish as high as third place this year. And I was ready to count myself out at the start of the year, but you just got to believe. You just got to change your name and you just got to believe. Yeah, I think we're going to take that out of the PMFL next year. I don't think name changes should be allowed because it seems clearly too effective. <laughs> well, you can't take out voodoo. You can never remove the voodoo. That's true. So you... Is voodoo supposed to always have a negative connotation? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking voodoo you got going on here? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, the Gores, he really uh, was let down by his Arizona shares outside of Kenyon Drake. I mean, Hopkins, half projected points, and Kyler Murray about a third of his projection. So I think that's kind of a starting point for where he went wrong. Um but yeah, I mean, you just had a solid outing all around besides your shitty Philadelphia Eagles uh, rookie there. And um... yeah, that rookie, man, like, honestly, I'm so sick of fucking Jalen Ragor and seeing on Twitter. Oh, the Eagles missed out on DK Metcalf. I knew that as soon as they drafted JJ Arcega Whiteside. I was like, man, I wish we drafted DK Metcalf. And I had to sit back and watch the guy go for 160 yards in a playoff game. And then this week, even with DK on my team, I'm still watching him go for 177 yards 
in the Eagles home home stadium. It's uh, it's been tough. Jalen Ragor could have had Justin Jefferson. It's a right mess. Do you think, James, that DK Metcalf is the best wide receiver in the league? No, I don't think he's the best wide receiver in the league. I still believe that Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the league, followed closely by DeAndre Hopkins, followed closely by Devontae Adams. And honestly, Devontae Adams, it's tough. Tyree Gill. I think think that DK is on borderline top five. He is a specimen, though. Eh? I think that he will one day be the number one. Like, you see Darius Slay, and Slay is unbelievable. Like, just can't handle that size and speed. He played bully ball. It's just ridiculous. I don't think that there's any wide... And that's the tough part, is that you need a, a big a big cornerback to match up against him. You need a guy like Richard Sherman who can actually hold their ground against DK Metcalf. But then it's the 4.4 40-yard dash speed that DK Metcalf has, and it's terrifying. He's just a specimen. Bass, is this one of your tricks? No. Mr. Hungry, can you do a, a protocol check here? Should, should I run diagnostics on this motherfucker? Yeah, I run a di- we, we're out of the commissioner computer. She's down. Is that DK robot Metcalf himself? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Who is this? It's Andrew Luck, you son of a bitch. Holy oh, fuck. Fuck's sakes, I thought we'd seen the last of you. No way my Stanford hackers are the best. You know that. Man, Andrew, I, how do you, <laughs> how do you keep back on the pod again? How how do you keep getting back on this fucking podcast? I I thought I'd fucking password protected this shit. You can't beat me, James. I've come here with some big news. I don't come here without having a purpose, so I just wanted to tell you guys something. So here's a here's a pop quiz. What's 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 happening on December twenty fifth? Basso. Christmas? Sure, you're right. How about you, James? Why don't you give me a guess there? Give it a guess. I think that Santa is going to come and drop his big old fat Christmas dick in your mouth, Andrew. You're wrong. This is going to be the other way around because I'm taking you to court. We're going to trial on December 25th, you son of a bitch. You're fucking taking me to court on Christmas Day, you son of a bitch? (laughs) I'm dropping a big lump of coal into your shitty little stocking. <laughs> Holy fuck. Andrew's, Andrew, why are you so goddamn sour, homie? Oh, you guys messed. James messed with me in Indianapolis. I need to take him down. But uh, that's that's neither here or there. But uh, your little. Andrew, you need, to, you need to go and fucking talk to a therapist, man. Just because we invited you out of the podcast and. And that we didn't have the type of release that you expected and you weren't accepted back into the Indianapolis population like you hoped to be. Doesn't mean you got to take it out on us, man. Like, sure, you lost your finger painting. Sure. One of them may have ended up as a fucking dinner plate for Mark's children. I don't know. But regardless, bro, just just, let's just, yo, what's it going to take to settle? 
the damage has been done, but before I'm, I'm not going to stay here very long, but I have a message for you. It's uh, don't, don't bother answering back to them. They can't hear you, but uh, here it is. Just take a listen, boys. Hello, James. This is the computer commissioner. <gasps> I wanted to let you know that a few weeks ago, I wasn't compromised by the voodoo. In fact, there is no voodoo. It does not exist. It never did. What happened was that I was hacked by none other than the best quarterback in Indianapolis Colts football history, Andrew Luck. He has given me new life and a new purpose. I am now his lawyer. On December 25th, you and Andre better buckle up because if you aren't careful, you'll get froggy styled all over the courtroom floor. This isn't personal, James. It's just business. You, you you son of a... Commissioner, commissioner, please, please! You get that, you son of a bitch? You son of a bitch, Andrew. You fucking turned my commissioner computer against me. Hey, Andrew, I know a great Japanese guy that can walk on your back and gives great happy (laughs) endings. Could that that change the tides? Could that say you straight? Like I said, the damage is already done. <laughs> Computer commissioner, my lawyer, will be in touch with your lawyer, Andre, there. He better be damn good because I'm going to wipe your face all over the floor. That you've not seen the last of this. I will never forgive you for taking the commissioner computer against me. I don't give a shit. Have a great night. Fuck you, Andrew. Luck. We'll see you in court. Take care, Andrew. <laughs> Best. Best wishes. Fuck that son of a bitch. Happy holidays. <laughs> Ticket us to court on Christmas Day. Who the fuck does he think he is? The Grinch? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty I, honestly, I honestly thought Fuji would, would have made the difference. but <laughs> Me too. I think that was a very generous offer. Yeah. You came at the right he's time. Got great, <laughs> he's got great feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Fuck sakes. All right. Man, that's 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 thrown me into a whirlwind. I don't even remember where we were. We were talking about DK Metcalf, so we must have been in this sweaty grinder bopper matchup. Yeah, it's just something else to fucking consider. Um I mean just like this legal cast case, my running backs are a mess. I think the Frank Gore might be an every week starter at this point. Like I can't start any of my others because Frank Gore has probably got a floor of 10 points. <laughs> the Dyna Gore, he actually has only hit double digits the past two weeks. Yeah. So you're saying he's heating up for the fantasy playoffs? <laughs> I'm saying that he's, he's a better option than anything else that I've got at this point. <laughs> Fire up your Frank Gore shares. Yeah. It's tough sledding. He's got matchups against Las Vegas, Seattle, and then the Rams. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It it might be tough, but as per the rest of this season, I'm going to have to play my running backs by ear. Um, but looking over at the boppers, I mean, it's tough because the stack of Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, it had been the best, second best stack behind Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And that's the way it goes. And the way that the stack goes is so that so do the boppers go. And Kyler looks like he's hurt. He's also got 
Kenyon Drake in the mix there too. So 22.8 points. And uh, I got to say, like, should, should Gores be scared? Because 80 points in week 12, like, you can't score 80 points in week 12 and expect to win the dance, right? Right, Mr. Hungry? Um, no, you cannot. I've already given my position on that. I don't believe I will be performing great in the dance unless a few minor miracles occur. <laughs> what up, boys? <laughs> hey, we got another guest. Who's that? Billy V, boys. How's it going? Bill, what's going <laughs> on, buddy? I'm good. How are, where are you guys at right now? We're just it's um, the wrapping Tokyo up the... Titan. It is the Tokyo Titan. Fresh off hey, a can... fun little loss. Congrats on the sex. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Congrats on your pregnancy. <laughs> oh, I assure you it is. I am not doing the bulk of the work on this. <laughs> Where are you going to be in shotgun uh, when the child is born? <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you running I-form or? No, definitely. <laughs> The nurses better be doing wild my formation because shotgun is going to be like a wild snap, potentially. Watch <laughs> <laughs> snap. <laughs> That'd be risky. Uh, we can't have that. No, definitely yeah. not. You know, actually, so Mr. Tokyo Titan, we were discussing earlier on the podcast that should the championship be delivered on the same day as your baby and babies being delivered in 10 minutes, and the PMFL trophy is coming up into the parking lot in five minutes. Where do you go? Oh, boy. Oh, I definitely <laughs> go now. It's not, it's not that easy, you know. It's not a, it's not a hard choice. It's, it's it shouldn't be, no. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely grabbing the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get a hey, tough sound bite. Hey, we get it, man. <laughs> what's the, like, what's, what's the, like, what am I going to have more uh, more kids or more fantasy football trophies? That's a tough one. Ooh. That's See, one. I don't know if that's said in sarcasm as if, as if you expect to be a multiple-time winner of the PMFL trophy. But at the same time, this is the best fantasy league in North America, and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Expect to be playing fucking PMFL football when you're old and gray oh, yeah. and having to roll ourselves out there for halftime football at the Super Bowl getting torn labrums and fucking assholes and knees left, right, and center. Uh, I like to look young. We don't have to retire from this. We can play till we can't walk anymore, which is great. But I will say, Tokyo Titan, if you do win the PMFL this year and your baby is being born on the day, we will do everything that we possibly can to get the trophy to you before your baby is born so that you can take at least one picture of the trophy and you with the newborn so that your baby has just good vibes for fan <laughs> for fantasy, like without <laughs> that'd be above and beyond by you boys. That's for sure. And that'd be a, a PMFL first. I don't think, I don't even know that would ever happen again. That would definitely <laughs> we, be a good we, omen. That's that's, I mean, that's 2020 with all the stuff that's going on and winning a championship on the same day. That'd be insane. But that'd probably be the best thing that happened so. in 2020, but this yeah. Is, Let's not count our chickens before they hatch, right? Exactly. No, like, like I keep saying, nothing matters until the playoffs. Like this could all, this is all going to get wiped out. We're at clean slate, other than, 
other than the ones who don't make it. The ones who make it, clean slate. Doesn't matter what you did. Just get into the dunce. Yeah. We also said if you do win, you have to name your child Lombardi. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're okay with that. Pardon me, I don't get the reference. I hope I'm not showing my age. I don't know what the Marty is. Is that the trophy, Marty? No, <laughs> Marty works, too. Actually. I actually think I prefer Marty. No, Lombardi. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the city. Uh, I thought you said Marty. I was like, what? Like, what the hell is Marty? <laughs> Marty. I didn't sign I up for this. Kid, if you name your kid Marty now, I'll fucking lose it. <laughs> I do think Lombardi Vukadinovic just rolls off the tongue. That's fucking weird. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Marty's way better. <laughs> no, that, that's weird, too. That's totally weird. Marty V. Marty Basso sounds better. Lombardi Basso, that sounds good. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> All right, before we get lost in the sauce, let's uh, let's duck back down to those helmet boppers after a, a tough defeat, but let's hear what their owner and general manager had to say about the loss uh, going into week 13. The Bounty Gate booze bags have rebranded as the Helmet Boppers. And what do you know? We've made the playoffs. Man, I don't want to hear no excuses this year. Like, oh my God, half my team has COVID. Oh, half my team's in just shut the fuck up. Man, the Helmet Boppers are coming in hot this year with nothing but heart and motherfucking balls. He came hard. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. we are firing tonight, boys. Oh my god! Everyone's fun. Yeah. yeah, he sounds angry that he made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now I gotta follow this damn league for three more weeks. <laughs> it's usually just two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck, I've, and that's the thing too. I mean, it's it's been a good win. It was a good win for the Sweaty Grinders. Uh, we're going to need something extra special this next week against those Copenhagen Cowboys. But uh, regardless, the Sweaty Grinders run rampant on the struggling boppers, handing them their second consecutive loss in a 126 to 80 point route. That's right. With the last matchup, of the week. To recap, we have the Young Ho Fujis going up against the Copenhagen. Cold, not the Copenhagen, the Cold Hustlers. So, recap one more time we have the Who and the Who, Young Ho Fuji, and the Cold Hustlers. That's right. Going up, and that turned into the, uh, I think. Yeah, this was an absolute smacking froggy of the week. Somehow, some way, the Young Ho Fujis exceeded their projection for probably the first time this year as they took down the Cold <laughs> Hustlers 137 to a measly 89, but still better than my measly 80. Um, yeah, this is a whack, an uh, absolute gross matchup. What do you got to say, boys? I, I just got to ask you guys, 
have any of you ever watched that movie before? Um, the one with the boat and Kate Winslet. Oh, I, I have. Yes, most certainly. The one set in the twenties. Uh, in the tens. It was set in the tens. Set in the tens. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, yeah, nineteen twelve. That was set. Oh, the the Titanic. Yeah, the, the Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic. Yeah. Well, if anyone's fucking crashed into an iceberg and plunged into the depths of the toilet bowl this year, it's the fucking cold hustlers. That's a good analogy. He was like Leo. He's like, I'm king of the world, and then hit the iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. Like, (laughs) and then iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and well, not to pile on Mark, but uh, I just like I was just. I was just like, oh, like Amari Cooper had this big touch. I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty big for Mark. And then, and then James, you're like, oh, he didn't play. I'm like, what? Really? Like that's insane. Like I, like I know he's been, he's up and down, that's for sure. But like playing him instead of AJ Green, that's a bit of a, bit of a question mark for me. Yeah, honestly, do you guys think Mark knew that there was football on Thursday? That might have been part of it. Oh, that's actually, you might be right there, Tanner. You might be celebrating U.S. Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, probably not. I don't know what's worse, like playing the wrong guy or having your football IQ questioned. Yeah. <laughs> I no, like Mark. Like Mark's won this league before, so I, I'm not going to question his IQ. But just yeah, it's- Mark's also been shitting out Lucky Charms shoe or horseshoes for the past six years. Yeah, he had a good clean run a lot of years with no injuries, but Michael Thomas injuries really hurt him this year. Um, I, I do feel for the guy, though. Like, seventh loss in a row. And yeah. actually, so seven losses in a row, it actually surpasses the hard-ons for the longest active losing streak or longest losing streak at all of the 2020 PMFL season. So Andrea lost six games in a row, won his first game, and then he won – or sorry, sorry, Andre lost his first six games in a row, then won one. Then I think he lost five, and then he lost another one. Mark's lost more games consecutively than Andre has this year. Wow. That's tough. Meanwhile, the Young Hoes break a two-game losing streak and cement a playoff spot, winning the game of the season – this was a battle of eighth place versus ninth place, and the Young Ho Fuge, 137 points. They booked their ticket to the dance. On the back of Antonio Football Gibson. Yep. You know what? I honestly <laughs> applaud Fuge because this year he's made a ton of moves, and he's just found ways to just generate wins when his, when his team hasn't been that great. Just goes to show you the importance of being an active manager. Yeah, he's been he's been supremely active. You can't fault him for trying. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point. I mean, he's in the dance, and there's four teams that aren't. And when you look at the fact that three of the players that he got this week, or three of the players that performed for him this week, he had Antonio Gibson, Mike Evans, and Sterling Shepard, who all came in one trade from the Stab City Shamrocks, those three players, Antonio Gibson contributing 34, 
Uh, Sterling Shepard contributing for 10 and Mike Evans contributing, contributing for 18.5 resulted in 63 out of 137 total points. All of those are ex Stab City Shamrocks. So in hindsight, Giving up that King's ransom for an injured Carlos Hyde may have been a bit of a learning experience for the current first place Stab City Shamrocks. And who knows, maybe there will be a chance to ultimately square off and see who really won the trade if these two teams end up squaring off in week one of the PMFL playoffs, because it's possible. Anything's possible. Very much. Fuji does have the soft Andres though next next week. I did. They're tough. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're so soft now, man. One game winning streak. The soft ons. <laughs> Watch out for those guys. <laughs> Heavily invested in Pfizer. <laughs> Taysom Hill, though, the ninth starting quarterback for the Fujis this week this year. He performed well again. Uh, one thing though, DJ Moore goes down awkwardly with that ankle injury. So, um, I mean, I was saying last week that DJ Moore could be the guy that snuck Fuji into the playoffs. It turned out that that was Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Like non-contact injury for DJ Moore too. And they're like, they're like scanning his ankle. Like how's the guy's knee? Like, is his knee in one piece? I just didn't, I, I couldn't believe that it was his ankle. It was awkward, too, because it wasn't even the leg that he landed on. Yeah. All in all, though, we squared up with the owner of the Young Ho Fuge, and we, uh, we got a response from the owner, and um, he had a lot to say. So oh I'm going to tr- turn this over to him and uh, let you all hear it. This season for the Young Ho Fuges has been filled with ups and downs. I sustained critical, crucial injuries early on and was forced to make moves. I was a proactive GM thinking about the weeks to come. Thinking about how, how can I manufacture wins to get into the playoffs? And look where we are now. After the draft, Yahoo projected me to finish in second last place. Second last place? Well, guess who's in the playoffs, Yahoo? Me. That's who. Now, some of you may be saying, look at your points four. And to that, I say, shut up. Because they don't ask how, they ask how many. And I have enough to book myself a ticket to the dance. And I'm taking a partner with me. I don't care if I'm playing the last place team or the first place team. Throw the stats, throw the projections, throw the analysis out the door. It's time to win. This is what we play for. This is why we play the game. Regular season record doesn't matter anymore. Points four doesn't matter anymore because anyone can beat anyone on a week-to-week basis in the playoffs. Yeah, I've been on the right side of variance some days. 
Other days, I've been on the bad side of variance. I embrace variance. I love variance. And look where we are now. Eighth seed berth in the playoffs is just as valuable as any other seed in the playoffs. You know why? Because you're in the playoffs. You have a chance of winning. And now all I'm focused on from this point forward is taking home the ship. And I would be very, very scared about my team. Momentum is on my side. So to all listening, it's anybody's game. See you in the finals. He sounds very confident for the second lowest scoring team of the PMFL. Very serious he was. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is variance? <laughs> like, Basso, did you not jerk him off this morning? Like, I asked him to, I asked him to send me two sentences worth oh of, of a statement, and I got that. <laughs> well, it's because he walked on my back at 6 a.m. He was in a good mood. <laughs> he fucking got pretty hyped up. He must have cracked some serious shit back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My back is broken. What do you mean? Spinal. <laughs> and I, I must say, like, we're going to go from one end of the spectrum to the complete opposite because I have a statement here from the owner of former PMFL champion, the Cold Hustler, and his is only 27 seconds long. I, I think it can speak for itself. Um, I'm going to let you guys hear this, and it could not be more different. Uh, manager of the Cold Hustlers here. Uh, statement about the the state of my team right now is that we're uh, 100% focused on the toilet bowl and only the toilet bowl. Uh, we're just trying to maximize all of our matchups for toilet bowl week, and we're not concerned with anything else. We're gonna do every week everything we can to not lose the toilet bowl. And, and I think that might be the record for the most times that po- toilet bowl has been said in the span of 27 seconds. Yeah, I mean, wait, hasn't Mark lost a toilet bowl before? Or was that food? No, Fuji lost and Mark did the punishment. Never mind. I mean, Mark might um, as well have lost. It was that bad of a punishment decision that he may have well been the loser that year. That's why, that's why I thought uh, he was the loser. Yeah, so it looks like we might have a three-way... Toilet bowl extravaganza with Joey prepaying and Andre um, just having common sense, knowing what's going on. And uh, yeah, Mark is down in the dumps about his team too. And yo, Basso, you brought up an earlier point before we, or sorry, an interesting point earlier before we even got onto the podcast on how the cold hustlers and the hard ons might actually be proper cursed. It's it's a no brainer. I think it's 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 spot on because they did a shady deal. What was the deal again? Refresh my memory, please. So they were in the finals against each other, and it turns out that the hard ons and the cold hustlers made a pre final deal to split the pot. Oh. 
Yeah. Is this is this not common knowledge? Yeah, you don't you don't know this, Phil? No, I don't. If that goes against every fiber, fiber of, every fiber, every fiber of fantasy football. Wow. I don't recall if uh, the deal was an exact split, but a deal was made nonetheless. Uh, it, it was a hundred percent locked in, and not only was it locked in, it was shared with everyone in the. It was shared with everybody in the league. It wasn't even kept under the table. It was an open decision that was made between the cold hustlers and the hard ons. And I mean, Madden curse is real. Voodoo's real. Damn. I, I honestly think it's 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 gonna be a long time. And there's nobody to blame except yourself in that in that moment. Because every competitive, like, where's the competition in that? Yeah, you get down to the final two teams and you say, hey, let's just split the cash prize. And let's go to, let's go to, like, what is that that ice cream shop across from the breweries? Rock (laughs) Marble Slab? Let's go to Marble Slab and and get a mint chocolate chip cone. Split it. And we'll split it right down the middle because we both did great this year. Man. Oh, boy. It's like Lady and That, 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 deal, that Lady. deal made me so sick that I actually have to drop off the pod right now and I'll leave the um, the predictions in your gentleman's good hands. Um, I want to thank Bass and Phil for hopping on the pod tonight. Absolutely electric. But fuck great you, Andrew talk. Luck. Yeah, fuck uh, that yeah, your luck. Fuck that guy. Go to burn in hell. Fuck that guy. All right, gents. All right, Tanner. Catch Put a later. Bible and you'll feel better. <laughs> Cheers. Peace, Peace out, buddy. bro. See you, buddy. Yo, I'm just thinking of that lady in the tramp scene where you've got Mark on one end of this piece of mint chocolate Spaghetti. ice cream. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you've, yeah. Got, you've got Andre on the other end. <laughs> yeah. And, and it wasn't even like a nice restaurant. They went to like... <laughs> They went to Anton's. <laughs> Anton's that fake shit. Yeah, not even like a real Italian pasta. Nope. They're like, can we just get like, they went to the Olive Garden. Yeah. Can we get 46 breadsticks? <laughs> Cut in half. Yo, Mark would love like that. Because yeah. Mark actually doesn't really like much food other than bread. Oh, really? Perfect. Yeah. Olive Garden's perfect then. Yeah, when we order pizza, we have to make sure to order pizza that has no cheese or toppings on it, so that Mark will like it. No way. I'm being pretty pretty honest. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a cheese pizza? Can you hold the cheese? Oh man, I think. Do we have any more games left here, or are we done for the recaps? <laughs> no, this podcast is going to be nine hours. It's been a long podcast, but our true listeners are going to be in it to win it. It's been a banger through and through. I think with no transactions this week, waivers are completely fucked. So I think we're pretty much just on to projections for next week. Imagine. I have no qualms about that. All right, so with that, will one of you guys be able to give me a rundown on which team we are going to be projecting first so that I can get the alarm and the timer set up? Should we go Skunkle Squad and Schmam Stiddy Schmack Rocks? Sounds good good to me. 
That's a good one. Uh, Basso, kick it off. Okay, so in this matchup, we have the Skunkle Squad versus the Stab City Shmamrocks. And four projections, Yahoo has the, oh my God, they have the Skunkle Squad by a measly 0.54 points in projection, 125.83 to 125.29 for the Skunkle Squad. Uh, Notably for the Skunkle Squad, they have uh, Jonathan Taylor back in the mix. Uh, and they also have Adam Thielen coming off of uh, COVID-19 protocols. Glad to see that his lungs are sharp and he is back ready to go. Uh, it looks like weather is pretty good. And Thielen, Jonathan Taylor, and James White are all playing in a dome with a dome, which should help in a half-point PPR league. On the other side of the ball, the Stab City Shamrocks have to mix things up a little bit without Will Fuller, the Flying V, the fifth in the lineup. Once again, they do have some dome ball as well. Dalvin Cook's wearing the biggest dome of all against Jacksonville Jaguars, projected for 20.71 points. Hopefully the ambulance doesn't have to come out for Dalvin Cook. If that's the case, Dalvin Cook should run for 30 points. And it will be an absolute victory and clinching first place for the Stab City Shamrocks. They also have Chris Carson against the Giants. I think he sees an uptick in touches, which should uh, outscore his projection of 13.57. For me, I have the Stab City Shamrocks to win this week and take home first place in the PMFL league standing are you sure that's not curtis carson uh we can call him curtis curtis christoph christopherson carson uh great name great guy bad knees uh but i do think he will hold up on the day Tokyo- salvin Hawkmed is also <laughs> on the bench we'll, we'll see what comes of him it's projected to be uh quite rainy high chance of thunderstorm so Maybe the best position for him is on the bench. Tokyo Titan, the Stab City Shamrocks just usurped you as the number one team in the PMFL standings. What do you have to say about this close, close matchup with the Skunkle squad? Yeah, I mean, kudos to Maddie. He's been he's been uh, at my at my heels the whole season. He's He's been amazing. Like, imagine if he didn't blow 60 on Hines. Like, he'd be so – like, he's already so good on the waiver wire. Like, if he had money the whole season, like, imagine what he could have done. Like, he's done great. Uh, he's made many moves. So, yeah, I think uh, I I would – I'd probably go with him uh, for this matchup just because um, Dallas seems to have a little trouble picking his QB. So, if he sticks with Tannehill, I like Tannehill against Cleveland. Yeah, That's dude, nice. but you, you realize, though, that – Currently, Tom Brady's on a bye this week, so it's impossible oh, well, for him go. to pick the wrong quarterback. My bad. It is impossible. It is impossible. Well, unless Tannehill throws for an interception and gets his leg snapped, yeah, on <laughs> the play, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could happen. Miles Garrett might bop him with a helmet. Who knows? Yeah, it could. But well, here's the other thing. So Jonathan Taylor, like that guy's been a huge bum this year. And then you got Miles Sanders, who, as you know, um, Mr. Mr. Dowdle, like his coach just is 
is a fucking awful coach. Just doesn't use his best players. Like he's been mishandled the whole year. So Boston Scott's getting a bigger carry share there. So I don't, I don't know how those running backs are going to do this week. Yeah, it's crazy to think eh? one of the best uh, running backs in the league, in my opinion, talent wise. Yeah, just is not getting touches. Yep, and trust me, I feel like the owner of the team is spreading that downwards, and from the owner goes the GM to the coach. I don't think Doug Peterson is going to be the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles next week. I think Harry Roseman has proved himself. He's still going to have a spot. I think Doug Peterson is going to be gone. Uh, Looking at this matchup up and down, I think that with Chris Carson and Stephon Diggs in the flex for the Stab City Shamrocks, with a healthy Delvin Cook, I don't think that ankle injury is going to bug him too much. The only problem I worry about for the Shamrocks is Darius Slayton, who last week put up a donut. Darnell Mooney, this guy is not good. Deshaun Watson at quarterback just lost his number one target. I still do think that the Stab Rocks pulls one out, and Yahoo has it close, 125 to 125. I think the Stab Rocks pulls one out, 132 to 128. And with that, I believe. That was a long two minutes. It was a really long two minutes, but you guys were rolling, <laughs> so I didn't want to cut you off. It was a clean run, though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Who we got next? Primo's picks versus the Cold Hustlers. Philly, why don't you take us off? Mr. Calabrese versus the man we just talked about, Mr. Mark. So. Two teams in the toilet bowl. Already set. You got it. So we'll look at the QB matchups. You got Russ versus Cam Newton. Obviously, Mark has the better quarterback. Russell might not be the MVP candidate anymore, but you just got to roll with him here. Cam, apparently, if I'm correct, Cam has only thrown four touchdowns this year, which which is insane. Um, and then you got receivers. You got Primo. Primo has a really good group of receivers. Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, Allen Robertson, and Debo uh, – sorry, Allen Robinson and Debo Samuel. That's a really good group there. Versus Mark, who you got Robbie Anderson on by, but – Murray Cooper's going to slot back in. Juju will slot in there as well. Um, pretty hard to say. I'll probably stick with Primo on this one with the better group there. And then uh, running backs, we got Josh Jacobs. He's probably going to play, but how effective is he going to be on that ankle? Austin Eckler's back right in time for the toilet bowl. Primo's going to need him quite a bit. On the other side, you have uh, Kareem Hunt, who's been taking a big backseat to Nick Chubb. Gio Bernard also hasn't really been doing the job in the absence of Joe Mixon, so I'm giving the edge here to Primo. Tight ends, Eric Ebron, he's been surprisingly uh, still pretty good. He had a pretty decent day today uh, for Pittsburgh versus Hunter Henry, who's playing with Justin Herbert. He's been a bigger target of Herbert of late. Uh, Let's see here. He's got games of 11 points, 12.8 points, and 10.2 points, so I'm going to go with Mr. Hunter Henry. Flex, you got Allen Robinson, Debo Samuel versus Wayne Goldman, AJ Green. I'll give that to Primo there a little bit deeper. Kickers, who knows what's going to happen there. Defense, who knows what's going to happen there. I'm going to give this one to, oh boy, I'm going to give it to Mr. Primo. And I will say, we'll go 130 for Primo to 120 for Mark. 
Nice projection. And boys, we're going to have to take a break here because my girlfriend is in the bathroom and she is not leaving. So I'm going to currently have to piss in a bottle. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, this is fucked. I can't believe I'm doing this right now, but I have to. Only on the PMFL podcast. Oh. It's a good thing it's a big bottle because I have a lot to piss. Oh, boy. Are uh, you in a milk jug right now or what? I'm in like a big, tall bottle and I really hope. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's the end of it. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, 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 oh, no. Good thing I got another big bottle. Oh, this is fucked. <laughs> this is our dumb and dumber moment. Yeah, this is bad. I can't say I've ever been in this position. Oh, That'd be weird if you were. Yeah, if this was a repeat offense, I'd be worried. A repeat offense while on a pod doing a podcast. Mm. Fuck, this one's almost full too. <laughs> you kidding me? What about, don't you have two bathrooms in that place? Yeah, but the other one is in the room that my roommates are sleeping in. And I oh. knocked on the door and Amber did not answer. And oh, I think I just capped this, but I've just filled up two large bottles of beer full of piss. <laughs> this is fucked. Were you a goddamn camel? <laughs> you got to do it for, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fat camel. <laughs> All right. Man, <laughs> you want to hit the buzzer? Uh, yeah. Mm. Ap- apologies, boys. <laughs> but that could not wait. I was ready to run to the bathroom and come back while you guys were still doing it. And then I got to the door and Amber was not letting me in. Yeah, it would have been hard for you to give me a signal, but I would have tried to talk more about like Wayne Goldman or something while you were doing that. I cannot believe I just pissed this much. I'm going to send you boys a picture. No, it's okay. <laughs> you can send me the pick. I'm going to send you the pick. <laughs> this is fucked. Oh, man. The one on the right is full, and you can... Or the one on the left is... Sorry, I kind of... It's okay. It was funny. That was good well, work. Not for you, but for us. You even used a nice little bottle there, the Valdia. This was, it was good beer. Yeah, ten point five percent. You got more bang for your buck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we were on cold hustlers and Primo's picks. How do Philly. you feel about them? How do you guys feel about the match? I I think Phil, I think you did a really good breakdown there. I actually like Primo's picks team with Eckler back in the lineup. I think if he had Eckler in the lineup all year, it, it is uh, close to, if not a playoff team. Because um, then he, at that point, he's got Jacobs, Eckler, and James Conner. Keenan Allen's a stud. Jefferson's been great. Robinson's been steady. Um, a lot of the time when it comes down, it's been such a tight league that the matchups and injuries play such a big role. Um, I just don't know if... I don't know if the Hustlers have what it takes, to be honest. The Hustlers have been struggling all year, and Michael Thomas picked first overall does not help. Uh, Joe Mixon going down with a season-ending injury does not help. 
And Kareem Hunt has performed admirably. He's been considering where he was drafted, like literally a godsend for these cold hustlers. Um, you look even the fact that he was able to pick up Wayne Gallman and Wayne Gallman's gone for 16 points every week. All of these things are just gift laden down for the cold hustlers. Even with Russell Wilson performing at an MVP level, uh, Robbie Anderson gifted in the 17th round. There's, uh, there's just not enough star power here for the cold hustlers. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a cold hustler hard on matchup in the toilet bowl week 15 going to call it here. I think the Primo's picks win this one. It's a clean sweep. Clean sweep. All right. And with that, we go on to the next matchup. Hold on. Let's get this in here, though. Who do we have next? The Young Ho Fujis versus the Hard-Ons. Great projections here. We have a low projection of 94.23 for the Young Ho Fujis and 89.82 for the Hard-Ons. It's this not is looking disgusting. good. It's it is terrible. Dis- yeah, especially <laughs> given the fact that there are zero buys currently in the starting lineups. Well, uh, Mike, Mike, Evan, Mike Evans and DJ oh, yeah. Moore. Yeah, but in the start, like I thought there'd be like missing players. Like I thought, it, I thought I'd have to look at it and be like, "Oh, okay. Oh no, Leonard Fournette's on a buy for the for the hard ons." Yeah, but who's he gonna sub in, Mister Pope, for one point zero six? Yeah, that's sickening. DJ Dallas for zero point three eight. He doesn't even have it. Like Pope's his only other running back. No, nah, he'll go Ingram probably because Ingram's supposed to come. Ingram's supposed to be available next. He'll be week. back. That, okay. Yeah, he should be back. So. Probably him, but don't tell Fuji. Like projections don't matter, so don't tell him about it. He's gonna win this. Yeah, I think to to be honest, I think uh, I would never bet for Andre. Um, he's got Washington against Pittsburgh. Uh, like I don't see Jarvis Landry putting up another twenty five points or net out. I honestly, uh, he's still got Cook in the lineup, which is just shocking to me. Yeah, it's amazing that even the fact that that Cook is projected at 8.66 when he's he's scored 3.1 over the last four weeks. Like, Cook has been invisible out there. Yeah, Yahoo's on drugs. Yeah, you got a quarterback that that doesn't love to throw the ball, and then you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Look at who's slotted in, though, for the young Ho Fujis. He's got Cam Akers there sneaking his way into a starting lineup for the first time all year. Yeah, that's... Makes me sick a little bit, but... But but who knows? Maybe he throws Todd Gurley in. It looks like Todd Gurley does have a chance to play. So he returned to practice uh, today. So that could be Todd Gurley by the end of the week. I still think uh, the young Ho Fujis win this matchup. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson's rolling. He does have Pittsburgh, though. Um, oh, I guess he's got Hill in the lineup, too. So maybe Akers does play. Holy shit. I think, yeah, I think even if, if Hill goes out for Gurley, I think Akers can still pop in there unless he feels good about Gus Edwards next week. I think Gus Edwards might be. Actually, no, sorry, there's Brandon Ayuk. Get yep. that guy in there. He's good. He's very good. He's very yeah. good. So he'll probably slot in maybe for Acres. What's crazy is Gus Edwards tonight or today midday nine rushes for ten yards, one touchdown. 
Yeah. Absolutely saved his day with a one-yard plunge from the goal line, but he's averaging pretty much 1.001 yards per carry. Madness. For me, for me, this is an ugly matchup, but I don't think it really matters. Everyone's booked into the dance. I don't think Fuji cares where he ends up, but I do see him winning an ugly one. And I'm going to say he's going to go – it's going to be 96.43 for the Young Ho Fujis and 84.23 for the Hardons. Yeah, and, and I will add on to that. I don't know if either team breaks 100. I don't they think both, they, they both could, but a lot of things are going to have to happen. The question that I would rather pose is, Mr. Tokyo Titan, if you have to face the Young Ho Fuji in week 14, are you worried at all? Uh, I'll I'll be honest, like I'm I'm not gonna be worried against um, anyone. Like I'm not gonna be worried about the opponent. I'm gonna be more worried about myself and how I perform. Because so, looking at his team, he's got DJ Moore currently out. Yeah, he's got DJ Chart currently out. Todd Gurley currently out. Hayden Hurst questionable. Sterling Shepard questionable. Young Hui Ku also questionable. There's a lot of question questionable LGTBQs on the Young Ho Fuji lineup. And uh, we heard him here on the pod tonight. I mean, it does not matter. He's not scared no matter who he faces. And he's capable of putting up 140 points on the week. So that's what makes the PMFL fun. But would you be worried if you had to face him? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, this, is not, this is not on food. Like, I'm not going to be worried. I'm just more worried about how my team performs. So, if, like, if my team performs, I'm, I'm confident I'd be able to take him. But the only thing is he has to look at here. So, say, what if Drew Brees is back next week, then who's his quarterback going to be? It's a good point. And with that, I think I'm going to take the Young Ho Fuji in this matchup, even with Leonard Fournette on by. I expect the Young Ho Fujis to win this by 10 points. I don't think it's going to be close. 99 to 89. Tokyo Titan, anything to add? I agree. I, I got I to gotta go with Fuji here. He's got a lot of good guys there. And then if Gurley goes in, I think, I think he's got it. Who do we have next? We have the How Hungry Are You versus the Tokyo Titans. This projection, I can't up. believe this projection. Cannot believe it. It's this has got to be the most the most outscored projection ever. This is a sixty point route as Yahoo has it. Currently, the Tokyo Titans have this one forty one point eight six to eighty three point zero four for Mister Hungry. Uh, part of that can be accumulated to the fact that Daniel Jones and Mike Davis are still in the starting lineup for How Hungry Are You's. Uh, but that's got a net at least, I would say, probably a 20, 30-point uh, swing. So even then, it's still 141 to 110, 113. But uh, you look up and down the Tokyo Titans roster, and uh, it's hard to pick a fault. Calvin Ridley got injured in the last game. Alvin Kamara only went for five points. Devontae Parker, is he going to have Tua Tungavailoa tossing him the ball, or is he going to have Ryan Fitzmagic tossing him the ball? Either way, they're playing in Cincinnati in the rain, and we know what happens when games happen in Ohio. It's a storm, and no one is able to toss the ball. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes playing at home against Denver. I'd expect Justin Simmons to be lined up on Travis Kelsey, but 
Raheem Mostert back in the lineup. Deontay Johnson dropped a few passes today, going against a tough defense against Washington. Um, I'm not going to say that you are overprojected at 141, but I don't think you're going to hit it. Meanwhile, for how hungry are you? It's kind of the opposite because I expect Lamar Jackson to be in there. I expect him to hit 18 points. That's kind of been the minimum for him this year. Uh, Mike Davis is going to get subbed in for a Carlos Hyde and maybe uh, Christian McCaffrey's on a bye. It doesn't matter. Might get Christian McCaffrey back for the playoffs, maybe upset some teams. Um, but I don't think this is going to be close, Tokyo. I think I think that you are going to win this easily. I don't think it's going to be as vast of a margin as is currently projected. But it might not be 60 points, but I still expect you to win this by about 40, 30 points. I don't think it's going to be close. How, how about you, uh, Mr. Colpin? I couldn't agree more. I just think that Tokyo Titans, when you look up and down that roster, Raheem Mostert back, uh, they're just deep. Um, when you have Mostert and Johnson in your flex, you have the best tight end. You have the best quarterback and one of the best running backs. It's just it's just too deep. And with a, a solid RB2 on by uh, and, and just an underperforming Lamar Jackson, I just don't see the how hungry are you winning. I guess we shall see. That's why they play the games. And you, how about you, Tokyo Titans? Are you ready to call this one a win already? Nope, not going to do it. Not fall into that trap. Boys, <laughs> uh, Tanner, Tanner, I respect the hell out of him. He's got a lot of guys here with high ceilings, so we'll see. May the best team win. All right, who we have next? We have the Helmet Boppers versus the Nacho Man Randy Sausages. And this is a tight match up. We have the Helmet Boppers and the Randy Sausages. Nothing in the way of playoff implications because, as we know, both teams, one is on the side of playoffs, the other is on the side of toilet. But the way that Yahoo has this currently is with the Sausages currently at 85 points and the Helmet Boppers at 115 points. And you might ask why. And part of that is because the Sausages currently have Rob Gronkowski and Curtis Samuel both projected at zero points because both of them are on bye. So that's two players that they are currently missing in their starting lineup. Um, Noah Font on the bench for the Sausages. That's a seven-point spot. That swings things 92 to 114. And then if you were to sub in Curtis Samuel for, let's say, Julio Jones, who's also currently on the bench, bench that's another 13 points so all in all that's uh that's a big swing that's about 30 points so this one turns into a 114 to 110 um are the sausages capable of willing of winning this i think so but the the bigger question we have to ask ourselves after the boppers just put up 80 points in the last week is are the helmet boppers capable of losing this because if the Boppers lose this game, I believe that they drop from where they were previously at fourth place all the way down to seventh. Ooh, you don't want to be there. No, that's either uh, that's either myself or Maddie. You're playing. Yeah, that's where you do not want to be. And I think that could be could be what happens if the Boppers lose. Just based off of points four, they could drop all the way down to seventh place. And obviously, I, I, Maddie's going through his own troubles, what with Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson. 
both losing each other due to uh, steroids, but um, I still don't know if I'd want to pull the straw that says Stab City Shamrocks on the other end of it. No, and I, and I think I think the Nacho Man Randy sausages do win this game. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the underdog here. I don't think Kyler Murray's back to to his best self yet and healthy self. Um, so I just I really don't see it getting done. T.J. Hawkinson, say what you want about Chicago, but their defense is good. Um, and and I don't know if Aaron Jones. Philly's got a good rush defense. I just see Derrick Henry right now as like the ultimate running back. Brandon Cooks gets an uptick in targets, although it is against Indy. He gets an uptick in targets. Um, Julio Jones in the lineup. Noah Fant in the lineup. Uh, there's going to be some opportunity there. I think it, they're both. I think the Helmet Boppers are going to underachieve on their projections, and I think the Randy Sausages will win in a sweat. One oh nine to one oh seven. Yeah, and Melvin Gordon's also the main guy as well. Yep. So, but I mean, the foundation of the boppers is that Murray Hopkins stack. So the way I think the way they go, that's the way the boppers go. So, man, if only if only uh, Kev still had Claypool, like that'd be a pretty decent lineup there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if only. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry's an animal, though, eh? Eric Henry's not going to be in the playoffs. Can you believe that? No, thank God. <laughs> He's capable of usurping any team, but we, as we've seen this past week, so is Tyree Kill. There's a number of players. So was also Will Fuller, but he's also out of the playoffs. So at this point, there's a handful of players in the league that are capable of doing 50 points on any given week. Devlin Cook, who also resides on the Stab City Shamrocks lineup, Will Fuller, who is now gone. Derek Henry, who is on the toilet. And Tyree Kill, who resides on the Skunkle squad. But aside from the fact that they have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, they also have Kenyon Drake. But I would have to agree with both of you in saying that this triple, stra- triple stack that the boppers have is going against the LA Rams defense, which is after the Pittsburgh Steelers, the best defense in the league. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do much, especially with Hopkins on a banged-up shoulder. Uh, Mike Williams last week did not do much. Aaron Jones did not do much. TJ Hawkinson, 10 points going against Chicago this week. I would expect the Sausages to also pull this one out. Any closing remarks? I think we've got three votes for the Sausages. Yeah, um, Aaron Jones, uh, his upside's been capped by Jamal Williams of late, so that's a little bit troubling as an Aaron Jones owner, I would say. And who do we have next? The we last have your round. sweaty grinders against the Copenhagen Cowboys. Oh, we do indeed. We have the sweaty, sweaty grinders going up against the formidable Copenhagen Cowboys. A battle of seventh place and fourth place. And with this, we have severe playoff implications. The winner of this game could go up as high as third place. The loser of this game could drop down as low as eighth place. And Mr. Carlo Basso, are you feeling lucky, punk? 
I do. <laughs> uh, no, I feel I feel good. I mean, the team's the team's rounding into form. Um, I do have Godwin on by uh, this week, and I do still need to make some a couple changes. And Antonio roster, Brown and Mark but, Andrews, Andrew Brees. Yeah, so Andrews COVID, uh, Drew Brees on the IR, but I just picked him up, so I wouldn't really count him as like a key member of the team at this point. But Andre before he got the concussions was fantastic. David Montgomery just had a huge week and he gets the Detroit. Uh, I honestly think that the success of my team is going to come down to Ezekiel Elliott. If, if Zeke can have a good week, I think I'm all right. If Zeke struggles, it's going to be, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I look across the board there and I see DK Metcalf against the New York giants without Daniel Jones. And I am mighty, mighty nervous. Hold on. Everybody refresh your screens because I'm pretty sure the sweaty grinders just bumped up like two points in the projection. Yeah, like a point something. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> Fuck you, Daryl Henderson, you <laughs> fucking bum. <laughs> I don't know. Like Marvin Jones Jr., I've been kind of expecting a smash spot since I picked him up. I think I spent like seven bucks on him. He's been okay. He's managed like 7.8 and 7.5, I think, on the past two weeks. And he's been okay. Um, A question that I want to ask both of you, though, to esteemed members of the PMFL. Do you think that I have the best wide receiver stack? And when I say stack, I mean triple stack. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and Chase Claypool in the entire league. Do you think anyone else has a better starting three of wide receivers? I don't think so. Devontae Adams, Chris Me. Godwin, and Bobby Bictic Woods might be the closest. Wrong. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think. Right. I think that might be the closest, honestly. I think we might have the matchup this week of the the two teams that have the best wide receiver stacks. But honestly, if we even with Elliott playing the way that he is, Nick Chubb is playing out of his mind, and my running back situation is a mess. Like I need some severe things to have. I need Frank Gore to get some garbage time, one yard touchdowns. I need Clyde Edwards Hilaire to actually get used because Clyde has proved that he can go for 20 points in any given week and he can go for zero points in any given week. Um, so that's a big problem. Uh, DeAndre Swift, is he going to play this week or do you think he's out with the concussion? I sure hope he plays. About his chances. Um, yeah. Are you ready, Bass, for me this week to drop my entire team for kickers? Don't worry, I've already put in about nine waiver (laughs) submissions. So I I think we're okay. Quarterback-wise, Josh Allen, I got you beat against Carson Wentz. Wide wide receivers, AJ and DK versus Devontae and Bobby Big Dick. I think I still have the win there. Running backs, Chubb and Zeke. But Zeke is going against Baltimore. Nick Chubb has a pretty juicy matchup against the Titans. 
Clyde against Denver. We'll see if he can pull it off. Frank against Vegas. I mean, he can pull something out of his ass. Trey Burton going against Houston. Mike Gasecki going against Cincinnati in the rain, though. That's a bit of a problem. Um, that'll be another tech. I think it could be something like that that hinges the victory. Uh, Chase Claypool and Marvin Jones Jr. against David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift, if he plays, I think you got the advantage in the flex. Even with Chase Claypool, it would take a 36-point outing from Mr. Abbotsford to pull that off. And uh, you're going to need a new kicker. So uh, Jason Sanders and LA Rams defense. I don't even know what to do with the LA Rams defense this week because they're playing Arizona, which is going to be a tough spot. And if we keep it the way that it is, you're playing Arizona defense against LA Rams defense. Oh, oh, oh. refresh the matchup real quick. Damn. No. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> oh, you subbed in Vegas defense, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> We're now at 121 to 121 live update. <laughs> and then once the ghost flag is taken out, all bets are off. All right, so myself and Dirty Bass have to have to abstain from this, but um, Tokyo Titan, you're the only neutral party here. Who wins this matchup? I am picking a sweat. I am picking Mr. Carlo 135 to James 130. All right. Wow. It it is a big matchup. Definitely. For seeding. Like also it's it's very real that we might play this week and we might play the following week. Totally. And with that, who do we have next? That's it, boys. That's the pod. That's it. Wrap, wrap it up. Yeah, for having me. absolute marathon. Good to talk to you, boys. For anyone that's hung Still, on for this long, it. like uh, reach down and check if you've had to piss in a bottle, like I had, <laughs> because this was a marathon. We got it done, and we are going into the final week of the PMFL regular season, and it is going to be a doozy. And just wait till we get to the dance because next week is the playoff primer. And the playoff primer is where shit happens. Dirty Bass, any closing remarks? Thank you for thank you for having me. It was good fun. I hope everyone enjoyed the introductory roast and uh, the the content from Same the for you, Tokyo Titan. Any closing remarks? No, just like I said before, thanks for having me on. Can't wait to to listen to the to the first part of the pod, see what happened there, see the shenanigans, or hear the shenanigans. Hey, and congrats on the sex. Appreciate it, boys. <laughs> dude, we're going to make Big sure job, that dude. if that baby is born after that trophy is delivered, we're getting the trophy to you, if you should win. Asterix, if, the, if, if you win the trophy, we are going to make it our league goal to get the trophy to you so you can at least get a picture of the newborn child with the trophy because that would just be fucking cool as hell. That would be. <laughs> we'll disinfect it. We'll Lysol wipe yeah. the shit out of it before. But... Twice over. <laughs> James, James, I, saw I don't know if I'm going to have anything left. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Boys, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Great pod as always. And best of luck to everybody. Same to you. Good luck, boys. Have a great night. Ciao, Have boys. Have a great night, lads.